Nexus Sales, I'm Coco. And this is the Nexus Podcast. My dad is the host and he's Dr. Daniel Kimberly. And I love him so much. Enjoy this episode. It'll change your life. What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimberly. You are tuned into another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode, here is exactly what I want to talk about. Over the course of the last really week, I've had a lot of interest and posts and comments and questions and just concerns from different people, people on Facebook, people in our office, people who I don't know at all, um, asking about ADD and asking about ADHD and this idea that like all boys just magically randomly have ADD. And commonly, what my experience is, is absolute and complete frustration. And I get frustrated for a number of reasons. Number one reason I get frustrated is because we know that ADD has something to do very specifically with the brain, which I'll talk about on this episode in a second. The other thing that I know is that it is completely and 100%, in my humble opinion, preventable. And if someone has it, we can help them get rid of it. And it gets harder the older that someone gets. And I'll explain exactly why on this episode of the podcast. Because here's what I know. Is that everything about ADD has to do with brain development. Like ADD is a brain development delay. It's a developmental delay. Period. And so what does this mean? It's not a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but what it means is that you have to understand how the brain actually works and how the brain actually functions to be able to have some semblance of understanding about what ADD means for specifically boys who are mostly diagnosed with it. We know right now statistically that about one in 20 kids are diagnosed with ADD and those can be prevented. Like in my opinion, in the thing that we do and the work that we do with the people that we take care of, it can be prevented. And what gets me so passionate about it is like, we're setting kids up for a healthier generation. I'll explain exactly how, but then the stress and the relief that that gets off the parents to, for their kids to perform better in school. And I'll talk about all this because here's what I know. is like, I'm a parent. I don't know if you're listening, but if you are and you're a parent, then you know exactly what I'm talking about is I don't think there's any one of us who would say, we don't want our kids to be successful. Like, we don't really care about our kids' brain development. We don't really care um, how well they do in school. Like, these are things that matter. And while I have my own opinions about school, I quit being a high school English teacher to teach these principles to you that I'm sharing with you on this podcast today, I think that understanding the brain and the way that the body develops and the difference between boys and girls and this diagnosis of ADD and how it can be totally prevented is one I want to share with you today because I think it's crucial to the conversation because this is what I see is I see parents, I see families, I see moms, I see dads, I see siblings struggling. One sibling gets all the attention. Parents are thinking, I tried this medication. I tried this supplement. I don't want to put my kid on medication. I've tried every therapy I can think of. I've tried the tutors. I've tried all this stuff. Yet still, my kid has these issues. And time and time and time and time again, inside of our office, what we see is these kids come in who have been everywhere and they don't have answers and they haven't gotten results and parents are completely frustrated and they're talking to a chiropractor, but all they've ever heard in their life is that chiropractors are quacks and that you should never see a chiropractor. You should stop taking your kid to see a chiropractor. And the reality is, is like a good brain-based chiropractor is the number one person that you should be bringing your child to if you want them to be successful, period especially with ADD, but I'm going to say period in general. And this is why is that what we know is that ADD is mostly found in boys. Why is that the case? It's the case because of the way that the brain's wired. 
which I'll get into in a moment. Here's what you have to understand first about the way that the brain develops. The first thing that is going to develop in the body is motor, is movement. So when I say motor, think movement. So movement develops first. This is why the first developmental milestones for our children, when they are developing at three months old, by the age of three months old, they should be able to push up onto their forearms, they should be able to lift their head up into extension while they're on their tummy, and they should be able to look to their left, and they should be able to look to their right. Why? Because that movement primes the brain for development. And there's a very specific part of the brain, the frontal cortex, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So what we know is that this extension movement, that tummy time, why tummy time is so important for kids is because it starts to develop the suboccipital muscles, which are just the teeny tiny little muscles right at the base of your neck. Those muscles are important because they feed a ton of information to the brain. And specifically, they feed information to the brain in on the right side. And the right side of the brain is a part of the brain that's responsible for behavior regulation. So when we think about kids with ADD for a second, and I'll get into more details here in just a minute, but when you think about a kiddo with ADD, lots of times, what do you see? You see that they're fidgety. You see that they don't want to sit still. They seem to make bad decisions in the classroom and they can't stay focused and they get jumped from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. The reason this happens is because the right side of the brain isn't developed, it's not strong enough to control those impulses. The frontal cortex of the brain is responsible for, and I'm talking specifically about the right frontal cortex. What we know is that it's responsible for grit, willpower, determination, curiosity, determining good versus bad and right versus wrong, making decision and then be able to stick to it, setting a goal and be able to stick to it. It's our emotional intelligence part of the brain. So our brain literally like it decides how the brain works is the right side of the brain says, this is the emotion that I want to experience. And then it sends a message to the left side of the brain. And the left side of the brain is the part of the brain that says, speak those emotions, like let it out. So when we see boys who have temper tantrums or they're, they have a high temper and this could go into males as well. Like we start to look at it and we start to see, oh, clearly they have an issue with regulation on the right side of the brain probably coming from when they were very small. Because if there are certain things that we can measure, if those things show up, things that should be there that, um, things that are there that shouldn't necessarily be there or vice versa, then what we can start to get an idea of is how the brain is actually functioning and right side of the brain is key. And so what you have to understand is that boys are wired differently than girls are wired. And so what I know, what I mean by this is that we know through all the studies, all the research, this is neuroscience, this is not chiropractic stuff, you can look this up on your own, is that women have differently wired brains than men. What does this mean? Women are more primed for emotion. They're more primed for connection. They're more primed for language. So how does this work? Is that women's brains are wired more from the right side of the brain to the left side of the brain. Right side of the brain, left side of the brain. So women have lots of connections in the brain that cross back and forth between the right side and the left side. This is great for emotional regulation. Again, why boys are the only ones who usually get diagnosed with ADD or at a much higher frequency, if you will, because their brains are literally wired differently. Boys are wired from front to back. Guess what wiring front to back primes boys specifically to do? It primes them to actually want movement, to be better with motor skills. And so you have to understand that 
when we talk about motor comes first and then autonomics, right? The motor system, the movement system must develop. And if it's underdeveloped because we put our kids on our backs too often or they don't do well in tummy time and then we put them in front of a screen and we put them in front of an iPad and they're constantly sitting playing video games, like you stack all these things together, of course a kid's gonna end up with ADD because what they need is movement. They need movement to stimulate their brain to wake up the right side of the brain. Both boys and girls, we know statistically that kids need three to four hours of rough and tumble play per day to stimulate the right side of the brain properly. Three to four hours. My question for you would be this, is like, as an adult, when can the, when's the last time you can remember getting three to four hours of rough and tumble play? When's the last time you can remember having your kid get three to four hours of rough and tumble play per day? And my guess is very, very minimal because screens and TVs and all the, and we put our kids in our car seat, we put our kids in our strollers. I'm like, I just, I see these things and it frustrates me so much. It's like, get the kid out of the stroller, like carry them, hold them, let them play, let them walk, let them run, let them jump, let them climb, like spin them around, hold them, play with them, roll with them. And the problem is, is like, we're not modeling these actions for our kids. And then we wonder why their brains are messed up and why they're struggling in school. Here's what we know. We know that success comes from the front part of the brain. The front part of the brain is developed by movement primarily, especially that right side of the brain, which is the emotional regulation side of the brain. So I think you can start to see as I talk about this, and I get very passionate about it because we're looking at the body differently, is that if we don't address a brain weakness from right side to left side, then we will see boys who are inattentive, who are fidgety and movementy and can't sit still. And the reason is, is because the side of the brain, the right side of the brain is underdeveloped because boys' brains are different. Like boys, their primary sex hormone is testosterone. It's a, it's a, a hormone of motivation. It's a hormone of movement. It's a hormone of like getting things in motion where women are much more estrogen and progesterone, which again, describes the difference between the left to right or right to left brain that women are wired with versus the front to back and back to front brain that men are wired with. So this is crucial, right? Because they're, they're just designed differently. Our brains are different. And so this is why we see boys with ADD. Specifically, like I said, when they have a weak right, right frontal cortex of their brains. ADD is developmental. It's 100% developmental. What we know is that the cerebellum feeds the front part of the brain. And if we don't get movement, we're not going to feed the front part of the brain. Um, one of my favorite quotes, I have to read this off the screen in front of me because I think it's just crucial to share with you is uh, there's this guy named John Medina. He wrote a book called Brain Rules. He, he's written a couple different books and one is Brain Rules for Baby. And this is what he says, because I think it's crucial for you to understand. He says, if you wanted to create an education or work environment that was directly opposed to what the brain was good at doing, then you would probably design something like a classroom. So here's the deal. It's like, why don't our boys get diagnosed with ADD before they get into school? Well, the reality is, is because before that, for the most part, my hope for you parents listening is that the kids are playing. Like they're up moving. They're not on iPads all day. They're not playing video games all day. And then what do we do? We take them when they're kindergarten age and we stick them in a classroom. And the kid has to sit for multiple lengths of hours a day when literally the brain was designed to do the opposite. Like we were wired, we were primed. This is how our neuro neurological system develops is through movement. And when we have movement, this is where it gets key. When we have movement, that develops the autonomic system. So what I mean by autonomic system is the fight or flight branch of the nervous system versus the rest and digest branch of the nervous system. And if you listen to any other episode of the podcast, then you know that everything that we focus in our office is about stress. It's about this fight or flight or the stress branch or the sympathetic branch of the nervous system that's over firing and can't be shut off 
by the parasympathetic. Now, one of the things I just said that I think is interesting in understanding is that we are wired to be more sympathetic, right? We are wired to be more fight or flight and stress. This is how babies are brought into the world. It Because we only care the brainstem, the stress part of the brain only cares about food, water, safety. Like we just need to survive. This is a survival mechanism, right? Over here, we have this rest and digest or this healing or this relaxed state. So what we know is that if we don't have good, proper movement, development of the suboccipital muscles, development of the milestones along the way, we're not moving, our kids aren't playing enough, they're on screens too much, like all these things, that's going to lead to an underdeveloped right side of the brain. If you think of your brain like a muscle, movement is key. Remember, why do we fight or flight? Why do we have fight or flight? Why do we run or move or fight a lot when we have stress? It's because it feeds the brain. And when that brain gets that movement, when the threat goes away, or the stress goes away, the body can go back into a rest and digest state. So what's so interesting is like we see these kids who are fidgety and can't sit still and can't pay attention. Stress hormones contribute to that fidgetiness. Stress hormones contribute to anxiety. Stress hormones contribute to wanting to be able to move. It's literally the fight or flight, the movement system. The rest and digest system is the sit and chill system. So if a kid from their first breath of life isn't moving enough or they have faulty movement within their system, their brain is literally getting understimulated. So think of the brain like a muscle. The only way that the brain gets its workout or 90% of the way the brain gets its workout is through proper movement. This is why as chiropractors, we adjust joints of the spine because when we put a very specific stimulus, when we put a very specific vibration into the joints of the spine, what we know is that vibration at the speed that we do it at inside of our office with the people that we work with based on the neurological tests that we use to figure out how we address someone's brain in the first place, that vibration affects the frontal cortex of the brain. And when we adjust someone in a very specific pattern, in a very specific order, we will see a kid radically transform, not because they were ever broken, but because they had lack of movement that then fired their sympathetic system and everything else was a cascade until they get diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. So my friends, this is what you can do. You can start to move with your kids more. Like simple as that and not just straightforward movements, right? Like going to the gym and doing bicep curls is not the thing. Running, spinning, jumping, rolling, things that are side-to-side -side movements are much better for the brain. The more the head looks side-to-side, -side, the more it stimulates these suboccipital muscles, the more that feeds the right frontal cortex of the brain, specifically when moving side-to-side. -side. And so turning the head, looking up, looking around, exploring, rolling, jumping, wrestling, playing, like these are the things that matter for development. And if we don't have them, we will see a lack of development later in life. And now the question may be is like, well, Dr. Daniel, uh, that's great, but my son's a football player and they move all the time and they still have ADD. Well, did you, what, like, when's the, when's the last time you had their nervous system checked? Because here's what I know is that if a brain weakness, which can start in utero, by the way, if a brain weakness continues, it's much harder to break it the older they get. And so a lot of times we're catching these diagnoses, but there are a bunch of um, reflex tests that we can do. There are a bunch of neurological tests that we can do as chiropractors to be able to literally specifically measure is this kid functioning well or not from a neurological perspective? And this is why I get so passionate and fired up about ADD specifically is because we know that boys are wired and primed for movement. Girls as well, but much more boys. This is why boys have more difficulty regulating their emotions. This is why boys have more difficulty in the classroom, but it doesn't have to be that way. Hear me loud and clear when I say this. It doesn't have to be that way because if we address the differences between men 
and women when it comes to their brains. If we address stress stuck on in the nervous system, we can, we, we can bring the brain back into a rest and digest or a parasympathetic state. You can completely change the game for you and your family. And I don't know how many parents I've talked to. One of my favorite stories, we had a kiddo coming to us, um, very low self-esteem, very difficult in the classroom, like getting in trouble all the time, very, very poor grades for his entire life. He starts getting adjusted with us and mom brings in his report card and I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't going to be good. She's going to show me that he's still struggling. It's quite the opposite. She said, it's the first time that my son has gotten all good grades. It's the first time in a parent-teacher conference that they said he sits and he listens and he does really, really well. And it's the first time that mom has had relief that when she goes to work, she's not going to get a phone call from the school that her kid is acting up. It's the first time that she's had relief that she's not going to have to go in for a parent-teacher conference and hear that her son is behind again or her son is a behavioral issue again. Why? Because she understood the power of addressing her young child's brain at an early age to make sure it is optimal, to make sure it is moving properly, to make sure it is stimulated properly so that he can express life full out, so that he can be successful in school, so that he can be more coordinated in sports, so that he can be more emotionally regulated and he can learn better. And all the things that come with it that not only make it great for him because he's going to be set up for a trajectory of success now, but also for the family for the family who was struggling, for the difficulties that mom had, for the sleepless nights wondering like, what's wrong with my kid? How come nobody can help my kid? How come the medication is not working? I don't want to give a medication. Like all these things that we struggle with as parents, it doesn't have to be that way. The first step, my friends, the first step is making sure that your kiddos have a healthy functioning nervous system. And the only way that you will know if they have a healthy functioning nervous system is to have it checked. You can't just look at them and say, oh, I think they're fine. Have you checked their primitive reflexes? Have you had scans done with them? Like what things have you done for you and your family to see if nervous system is actually functioning well in the first place? Because here's what I know is that a lot of times these diagnoses come and there are many things that we could check for that pediatricians usually just miss. So my friends, that's all I have for you on this episode. If you got some value out of it, do me one of two things. One, leave a rating. Two, leave a review. I'm also going to ask if you can go check it out on YouTube. If you like watching me speak or you want to just get the brain center hit in a different way where you get something visual instead of just listening, we're on YouTube as well. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will come at you again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.